It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Happy Thursday! What was that? Oh, we're hunting. That's I forgot we were hunting. I don't think you hunt bears with shotguns. Nor should you probably hunt bears at all. What do you but, hunt bears with? Uh, like a rifle? Like a hunting rifle? I feel oh. like you need a bigger weapon. Well, that... Hmm. What kind of bears are we hunting? Don't hunt bears. Um, well, unless you got... Uh, you can hunt bears if you got like a, a permit for it. Yeah, but what... Uh, is there like a pop bear population problem? Like deer hunting, I, I get because it's like population control. But if you're just hunting bears for sport, that's kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's just hunting in general. Normally. Well, yeah, but hunting. I mean, kind of. You can hunt bears on Saturday. And ah, it's kind of fucked up. It's a little fucked up. It's like going to hunt elephants. No. Yeah, it is. Why? What's the difference? Just because they're here. I don't want to. I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah, exactly. You. You're a bad person. Again, no, again, I've never hunted in again, my life. I've never just hunted like in you my were, life. Just like you were before the show. Why was you I? Know, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, <laughs> you're a bad person. Tochi's a bad person. Uh, I'm Anthony Tochi. He uh, likes killing bears. This guy right here is Sean DePaz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always keeping me in check at all times <laughs> of the day. What a start! I uh, told you it was going to be off the rails. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This is Chat. Hi, Chat. How are you? Um, we got a lot to get into. Today, we're going to be talking Pac-12 Power Rankings. Uh, got some updates with uh, ASU Volleyball to talk about. We've got Bobby Hurley and Jemiah Neal Sound. Um, we may or may not have a man by the name of Jim McGill on the show uh, at some point if he clicks on the link that he was sent. But if he doesn't, <laughs> we're still going to be talking ASU football versus Cal because we have got a conference game here in just a couple of days. Arizona State taken to Cal. Uh, to take on the Bears, and, and it's something that we've talked about pretty much all week long, Sean, but mm. I feel like more so today uh, than the last couple of days, we can really dive into how how ASU can go about and, and win this game. We, we've talked about ways that we think um, it, it can show growth. We want to see the offense obviously develop and build off of what they did last week. We talk about we want to see a complete game from both sides of the ball, but when it comes to a recipe for success for Kenny Dillingham uh, and the Sun Devils this Saturday. What do you think is, is that key? I've been saying it all week. I said it in the immediate aftermath of the loss to USC. Feed four. Feed that man, Cameron Scadaboo. Um, I just, I mean, like, they just got to do what they're good at. Like, I, this, t- this to me, as much as respect I've been giving to Cal, Cal feels like a really good, like, a solid football team that gets the best out of their talent. Whatever. ASU feels like an incredibly talented team that's performing under their potential. Yeah. Um, and so as long as ASU 
I think ex exploits a team that is not going to be as fast, as strong, as athletic as they are. Like, which they have every capable ability of doing with the offensive playmakers they have. But it's just, yeah, in general, like feed scat. I think they got away too much from that in USC. Um, I just want to see them pound the rock. Take Cal's will to play. Like, strip it from him. Yeah. Um, and I think Cam is the start of that. That man's a battering ram. He is. He he absolutely he's a battering cam. He's a battering will. cam. Um mm. it, it's it's interesting because we talk a lot about Cam Scadaboo and his potential and what he's done for this ASU offense throughout the season and where we really see this offense thriving is when four has the ball. I mean, yeah. there was a graphic earlier today that I think Shane Court retweeted where Cam Scadaboo was fourth on the list of most um like missed tackles. Yeah, broken tackles. Yep. Which yep, yep. is In of course country. he's number four. Yeah, behind Homeboy from Notre Dame, SMA. I think someone from Texas, someone else. But like and then I think all, the Alabama running back. Yeah, something like that. Like all big time, big time backs and our, our boy Scadaboo. Which is not to imply he's not a big time back because he is. Yeah, I just don't think people know him like that. It's unique because Arizona State thus far is only averaging 94 rush yards a game, which is the second worst in the conference. They've only scored 67 points, which is the worst in the conference um, in, in at this point, I feel like this is the game where you can try and flip the script. You can flip the narrative. I think a lot's been made of the Kenny Dillingham offense, obviously a new quarterback with Trenton Borgay starting this week. But I think this is the game where you really have to, you, you have to punish your opponent. You're on the road. You know it's going to be kind of a gross mm -hmm. back and forth football game, regardless of what the, the sports books are saying. Um, I think this is the game where you feed Scat, you feed Kyson Brown, you feed Tevin White, you feed whoever's in the backfield. And you, like you said, you got to take away their will to play football yep. on Saturday. And it's a statement game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, listen, now the one thing that I'm worried about, and I think it's similar to um, the U of A game last week was in Stanford, correct? Yes, it was yeah. at Stanford. It was, it was something similar to that, that Arizona had to face when they went to Stanford. And it just what happens when you go to those two schools is just like the atmosphere is going to be like weird. And I mean, to a certain extent, this is going to sound back and like maybe ASU has a certain like it's not that big of an adjustment because they have played a handful of games without, you know, the a lot of guys, crowds. Yeah. but they are coming off of the, the, a game where they had a sold out stadium on the biggest scale. Right. And now they have to go from that emotional high to playing at what is going to be probably a relatively empty stadium in Northern California. Like like I, I, that, that's one thing I'm worried about. But if they can get past kind of that that mental block, I feel like that's the only thing that should be getting in their way. Like they should be able to assert their dominance against this team because again, they are they're just they're they're better. And I, I think this is a team, and even if you want to argue that ASU is not as good as we want to talk about, right? All of these skill players we talk about are are, are we we overrate them, whatever. I don't think you could. I think it's you can't make that argument for Scat based on what you have actually no, seen of no him means. this year. And I think this offense and Scat are, is is good enough for even if they know that their game plan is to pound the rock, they can do that and assert their dominance that way. So I think there is a, a path for ASU to assert their dominance. I think, it's, and I think it is like you said, important that they do. Yeah, I mean, look, we we talk a lot about feeding scat. Cal's run defense isn't bad. It, it's middle of the pack when it comes to the Pac-12. Uh, you you look at some games that they've lost this season, and it hasn't necessarily been because the opposing team is running the football. But you look at the games that they have lost. Obviously, Washington last week scored 59 points. Uh, it was Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. is not on the Arizona State roster, if no. you didn't know that. Um, and 
I'm going to be frank. You could combine all the quarterbacks on the ASU roster, and they don't have what Michael Penix Jr. has. Well, Penix Jr. is going to be fighting for a Heisman. Exactly. They don't <laughs> have that guy on the roster, at least right now. In right. terms of running the football, uh, Washington did rush for 140 yards. They had 30 rushing attempts, right? So part of what obviously makes Michael Penix so good, Bo Nix so good, Caleb Williams, is these offensive coordinators, they understand the talent that their quarterbacks have. But it's a true statement when you hear people that know football talk about you open up the pass game by setting up the run game, by starting with the oh, run game. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a very personal problem that I have. But like my <laughs> fantasy team, right? My, my starting running back is Brees Hall. In theory, like at first you're thinking, all right, Aaron Rodgers goes down. They're going to feed Brees yeah. Hall. But Aaron Rodgers went down, and their quarterback is a man who can't throw the football. And so now well, Brees I'm Hall— not con- Total side note. I'm not sure he knows how to play football. Well, that's—yeah. I think he can throw the football. He just doesn't really know. Yeah, he's not very good at the this part of the sport, mental part. Um, but now Brees Hall is damn near useless on my fantasy team because every defense and their mother knows uh, that, that they are going to be trying to run the football because they can't they can't. Yeah. Throw right, and so yeah, you definitely do have to keep them honest. I again, like I said, I do think that this team is good enough where even if they're even if they want to go run heavy, like they're going to be able to assert their dominance on the ground. But yeah, they definitely like a, a quarterback performance that we got last week is not going to be good enough. I don't think to beat this Cal team. Like you're going to need, like, the, the, like I, I don't think we have said I have said that enough. Like as much as I think that ASU can beat Cal, like they are going to need to play better than we have seen them play yeah. this year. Um, like I don't want to make it seem like this is going to be some walk in the park. I know for sure ASU can do this. I know for sure ASU can play better than they have. We just haven't seen them do it yet. So they are going to have to do that. They're going to need specifically, again, better quarterback play uh, this time from Trenton Bourget, um, which we have seen him do. Right, we've seen him turn in like massive quarterback uh, or massive passing performances. And if he can do that, and and Scat can have his way on the ground, then it's going to be a very long day for the Cal Golden Bears. Oh, absolutely. I think, look, if, if, if you're the Cal defensive coordinator, like step into those shoes, what, are, what, are, what weapon are you trying to take away on Saturday? Like, how do you go about game planning? It's got it. You State? have to take away SCAD, I think, because you have to, if I'm looking at this, I'm trying to force ASU's offense to do something that I, they have not been able to do yet. We know that this team's comfortable running the football, and we know that at this point, I'm not going to say he's his best, but Cam Scadaboo is this offense's mo- most productive player. He has been the best player so far in game this year. Um, and, and so if you're a Cal, you have to force this offense into doing something they're not, they have not shown that they can do yet, especially with all of the quarterback problems. Even though, in I guess in theory, Trenton Bourget is your second string, not your third string, was a starter, whatever. Like, they've gone through all this quarterback turmoil. You need to force the quarterback to be the one to beat you. Get it to the, the, the receivers, um, make big plays downfield, which they have not done much this year. Um, because, yeah, again, if I'm the, if I'm Cal's defensive coordinator, I'm like, I can live with them trying to beat me over the or in the air because they haven't beat anyone in the air. Yeah, so you're uh, you're stacking the box. You're loading the yeah, box, I and you're so. saying Trenton Borgay has got to be the reason yes. why you beat me. Yeah. See, now that is – that's I think that's an interesting perspective because when I look at Arizona State, and maybe just this is because, again, we are a little bit more familiar with the mm-hmm. talent across the roster than, than, you know, what I think has been shown over the first couple weeks of the season is I still think Elijah Badger and Jalen Conyers are the best players on this football team. Yeah, I agree. So I, I don't think regardless, and I think if you're looking back, if I'm if I'm Justin Wilcox and I'm like, okay, I know Trenton Borgay is the starting quarterback, 
I saw what he did last season. When was Trenton Bourget most effective? And he was most effective when he was targeting okay, Jalen Conyers. Point. He was most effective when he was targeting EK. So I know last year, obviously, Xavier Valade was a big part of this mm-hmm. offense. So I think it's it kind of depends if, if you're Justin Wilcox. Do you game plan for Trenton Bourget or do you game plan based off of the ASU offense you've seen thus far? Because if, it, if you're game planning off the ASU offense you've seen thus far, I think you're right. I think you yeah. do have to load the box and you have to make Trenton Bourget beat you. But the flip side of that coin is we haven't seen what Trenton Borgay looks like in this offense mid-game. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and I think the reality is, is that ASU has only won one football game. So you have also seen that even if they are like, try, like even if they are running the football or whatever, like they haven't, they, nothing they have done really has worked yet this year. So it, you can, in a certain sense, look at this and be like, I mean, if we keep forcing the offense to look the way it has, then... They're going to be bad still. Um, I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you can. You're going to approach this. Obviously, it's football. It's chestnut checkers. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, you have to. You have to. Even if you have seen Trenton be really good with with Jalen and with EKB, and, and and you've seen him put up good passing performances last year, like at the end of the day. He was the backup quarterback, has been a backup for most of his career. Like, I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you have to live with him being the one that beats you. Um, because if you if, if ASU comes and wins this game and you look back on it and Scat has 150 yards rushing and they didn't do anything to stop the run, you're going to be like, you should have known. Like, you should have known this whole time. Um, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. But I, again, I think at the end of the day, you, you were rather the backup quarterback beat you than they're starting running back. Yeah, absolutely. I want to continue this conversation. But first, I saw a tweet, kind of ironically, that was tweeted. Brees Hall, like the tweet that says, what in the world happened to Zach Wilson? Kind of uh, kind of ironic that that just now My fantasy happened. year is in such shambles, dog. Oh, it's my tough. God. It it's was tough. so good in theory, but so bad. Like Daniel Dimes. I had to cut my start. Oh, yeah, I'm playing you. I'm playing you in fantasy Are this you? week. Well, yeah. good. Enjoy your win. Yeah, it's tough for you. I, I have to. I'm winning. I'm going with CJ Stroud Ooh. as my starting quarterback. That's tough. He's been good, but he's been high, he's been Danny Dimes is frustrating. He's giving me like five points, 31 points. And of course, the one di- week he did that was against the Arizona Cardinals. And then five points again. I had to cut him. I can't live like that. That's tough. Yeah, you, look, you're, you're doing better than uh, what's the Jets head coach's name? Robert Sala. You just sometimes you got you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision at your quarterback in this tough. Well, your fantasy season might not be going great. Uh, wait, uh, I just want to say real quick yeah. about the Jets. They're clearly tanking. That's why they're not signing anybody. Like, I think if you're the Jets right now and you're their front office, you're like, okay, Aaron Rodgers is never playing football again. He's 30,000 years old. Almost tore 40. his ACL or his, his Achilles. Like, he's not. He's never going to play football again. That's how I'm looking at it on management. Zach Wilson sucks, but we don't have – there's no one on this roster that people can look at it and be like, oh, they should be playing this guy. Yeah. Like, Zach Wilson is still probably the best quarterback they have on their roster. Um, so I think they're just trying to tank for Caleb. It looks like we have Jim McGill. Uh, he's calling in right now. So we'll hopefully get him on here in, in one second. Before we do that, I want to tell everybody at home about our friends over at FOCO. If you are here every single day and you're looking at this beautiful studio that we have, mm. if you didn't know, it's FOCO that pretty much put all of this beautiful stuff behind us 
You want to put on your favorite hat, Sean? Because that's that's from Foco as well, guys. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. How do I look? Phenomenal. You look like you're ready to make some money. I'm, I mean, I'm always ready to look. Um, and you know where I'm making that money? You're making that money at the BetMGM Sportsbook app, baby. Duh. Um, because BetMGM Sportsbook is my favorite place to bet on sports. Uh, they're always giving us... They're they're incredibly generous folk. Yeah, they're they always are. giving us bonus bets, parlay boosts, profit boosts, all things of the sort. Um, so we love our, our family. Oh, yeah. Over at BetMGM. Um, also a pretty good place to make some parlays, wouldn't you say? I'd say we got one cooked up. We got one cooked up. We call this, what did you call this earlier? This is the GOAT parlay. The GOAT parlay, the PHNX Sun Devils NFL parlay. Um, where is Shane's team? Where, the Seattle Sea Chickens? Where are they? Do they not have odds for them? Oh, their odds aren't up right now. So this is just the, the, the boys. The boys parlay. Um, it's the Bills and the Chargers. Duh. It's free. It's free. Duh. Brian um, Hoyer is not beating the Chargers this week. It's not happening. It's not happening. And there's no shot. Well, there's definitely a shot that the Miami Dolphins beat the Bills. But you can get some pretty good value on it for that exact okay, reason. Um, parlay the Bills money line and the Chargers money line together plus 136. And who knows? You might end up with a profit boost, a parlay boost of some sort, and you get even better odds on that. Um, so shout out our friends over at BetMGM. And there's no better time get in the BetMGM because of the offer we got. Place your first uh, BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10 and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the full show notes for details and now listen to Shano talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional off, not available D.C., New York, or Ontario. Let's go. Here we go. Okay. Make your money on BetMGM. And now, without further ado, we've got Jim McGill, who covers the Cow Bears on the daily. Jim, we appreciate you taking the time today. Hey, good to talk to you guys. Sorry a little bit late. It was a vet run for three pets. Oh, good. Oh, wow. wow, that is a handful. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, as somebody who covers Cal on a, on a daily basis, obviously this is a team, I think it could be skewed a little bit looking at last week's game against Michael Penix Jr. in Washington. But just what's been the outlook so far of the Cal Bear season? It's been a, a frustrating season for Cal fans and for the, the players and staff, I'm sure. Um, really, to have a, a decent season, they needed to find a way to hang on and win that Auburn game. That was a real lost opportunity right there. The Washington loss, you know, it was to be expected. Not 58 points. They, they couldn't stop them at all. Penix is a tough guy to deal with for sure. Their offense finally got it going a little bit when Sam Jackson came in, but that was against the second string largely. So, yeah, it, it's, not, uh, it's not looking super optimistic for the program and, and fans right now. It, it's, it's hard to see a pathway to a bowl game, honestly. 
it's a really rough schedule with Utah on the road, Washington on the road, um, Oregon on the road, UCLA on the road. It's just, it, it's going to be really tough for them to squeak into a bowl game. So this is, this is one of those matchups where they have to take advantage of ASU's injuries in a home mm-hmm. game and, mm-hmm. and pull in a dub, but nothing's guaranteed these days. Yeah. It's it's funny because you, you mentioned, it, it, I mean, it sounds like the aspirations for this team was a bowl game. Um, I think maybe the public perception of, of Cal Golden Bears football is is not necessarily equivalent to what where the program is actually at. Do you think that's fair? Like, do you think that that Cal is like just even as like a program, like in a better place than people might realize? Yeah, largely because of the portal transfers. They they added a lot of quality depth. They have depth at pretty much every position right now that they don't usually have. And I don't expect um, media and other fans to really be aware of that. I mean, for the portal guys, you hear about the the former five-star transfers, real high high-profile guys like that. But they brought in a lot of quality. And I, I really think that they're good quarterback play away from being in a bowl game. And and uh, I, I think all Cal fans are realistic about the fact of where they are in the, the football universe in terms of people's perception. They, they've got to win on the field before anything is going to change. And uh, I think really it's, like I said, it's going to have to hinge on Sam Jackson or one of the other quarterbacks figuring it out and playing consistently in this system. Yeah, you you bring up the quarterback situation. ASU fans all season long have, have kind of dealt with the same we're, thing. We're quarterback playing a bull band away from <laughs> a bull game. Just Jaden Rashada, now Trent Morgay, Drew Pine, Jacob Conover, already four quarterbacks playing for, for Arizona State. Yeah. Listening to, to Justin Wilcox earlier in the week, it sounded like they were still going back and forth, um, maybe with injuries or whatnot. What is the quarterback st- situation as it stands right now, just a couple of days away uh, before kickoff? Uh, you know, they're not really, sorry, I'm I'm having trouble with getting the camera in the right place. They're having trouble, um, naming, uh, a true starting quarterback. There hasn't been any promises made about this weekend. Finley got injured late in the game. So I think the assumption Mm -hmm. is that with Jackson coming in and playing well and Finley getting dinged up at the end, that it's going to be Jackson. Um, but the staff hasn't announced who the starter is going to be and it's going to be anybody's guess as far as ASU's game planning goes, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably planning on Jackson starting too. So, I mean, outside of the quarterback play, um, if you are, if, if Cal is able to figure out to get a way to get some good quarterback play, like who's he getting the ball to who, who else on this offense should ASU fans be, be worried about? Well, as far as him getting the ball to, um, you'd be talking about receivers and tight end and, they have a really good receivers group. Um, the leader is Jeremiah Hunter, and uh, he is a veteran receiver that is the leading receiver on the team right now. They've got a lot of other dependable guys out there, Monroe Young, um, uh, High, Brian Hightower, who is a transfer from uh, from Illinois, and previously to that, Miami is a big, tall, strong receiver who's, who's been good when he gets the opportunity. Tron Grizzell is a new starter. He's a 6'5", redshirt freshman who catches everything that comes his way. Maven um, Anderson's a guy that's been productive for them. He's been a little dinged up, but he should be playing. Their tight end um, is somebody that has been somebody that's been more of a weapon, Jack Andrews, than they've experienced at the tight end position in a few years. 
Um, he's a redshirt freshman too that a lot of people don't know. He's been pretty productive. And Jay Knott is a, a running back that if he has the holes, he, he can be elite. He's had some really big games. He had he had uh, 180 in their opener against UNT. He had 283, I think, against Arizona last year, Sheesh. which I'm sure that um, that uh, Sun Devil fans really mourned about. But, uh, <laughs> he's got he's got talent around him to get the ball to, and the offensive line's been a bit better than it's been in recent years too. I think a lot of it is just about making the right reads, and. Uh, Jackson's a very inexperienced quarterback that played one year in high school and threw six passes at TCU before transferring to Cal. So if, if, if they can get him to stay in the pocket when it's not time to run, where he keeps his eyes downfield, he's got a great arm. Um, when it is time to run, if he runs the read option correctly, he, he may be the fastest quarterback in the country. He's electric with the ball. Mm. So when the light comes on for him, this is going to be a totally different team. It's just a question of when, when, and if that will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, last couple of questions before we get you out of here. I think a big thing for ASU fans, at least going into this game is the Sun Devils and the offense obviously played a much better game against USC than they really have all season long with Kenny Dillingham calling plays, keeping it just to about a 14 point game uh, for the majority of that loss to USC. So I think it was a little bit of a surprise when ASU fans saw that they were almost two touchdown underdogs to Cal, uh, a team with just two wins on the season and obviously a big loss to Washington. Do you feel like looking at both these teams that two touchdowns is, is the right amount for, for Cal to be favored here? <laughs> no, we're scratching <laughs> our heads. We're scratching our heads about that because Cal just got hammered and ASU just played a good game against a good team. So I don't really know what the thinking is there. I think maybe maybe they're setting the odds based on the way ASU played prior to USC. But no, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Can you enlighten Cal fans a little bit as to why things were, were so different against SC? You mentioned Dillingham calling the plays. Um, anything else you can put your finger on to enlighten us? Uh, <laughs> I think between Dillingham calling the plays and then Drew Pine not really being thrust into action the way that he was against Fresno yeah. State, he had a full week of preparation. Uh, and then obviously with Kenny calling the plays, you, you kind of get to see that it's he he really gave the reins uh, to Drew and then obviously the running back Cam Scadaboo to, to kind of, I guess, create a little bit of magic. But that means he's a beast. He's yeah. a beast. He, he is a, a he's a different kind of guy. Yeah. He's a different kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, I, I really think it was just they they caught USC off guard. Like, there was no way to prepare for our running back punting the football and also throwing the football yeah. multiple times. <laughs> like it, it, I think he just kept them off guard enough to keep them in the game for a while. But obviously, the result at the end was what it probably should. Yeah, have been. the team with Caleb Williams is going <laughs> to win nine times out of ten. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I am as baffled as everybody else is about those odds. I mean, Cal may end up um, protecting the odds and, and winning the game by double digits, but you just don't know, really know what kind of Cal game you're going to get team you're going to get right now. So <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's anybody's bet who's even going to win this game, let alone. <laughs> all that are. considered, do you have a prediction on how you think this might, out, this might come out? I, I do think this is the, the game that Cal gets their feet under them. I don't know if I would feel that way if Jackson didn't come in and, and play some good ball against UW. Um, so I, I guess that I will predict uh, a 31 to 20 Cal win. 
Mm. Still covering. Yeah, still, still covering. covering. <laughs> we'll live with it. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. We really appreciate it. That win is different than setting the odds. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. It's definitely going to be an interesting game. I think, regardless on Saturday, and it could really, I think, change things for both of these programs throughout the rest of the season, depending on how it goes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I think the, the, the best part of that was that he was just as baffled at the odds. Yeah, as we no. were. And it seemed like all, all Cal media is, I mean, just like, wait, what? We're two touchdown favorites? Listen, I don't, again, I, I had said it early on. I have no problem with them being dogs. Cal has been two touchdown favorites since Aaron Rodgers was quarterback. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with ASU being dogs, but two touchdown dogs. That's agreed to a team that just lost by like 27. And it should have been like 50. This point more. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they, 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 they all got all those points against the second string. Like, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like there's a great opportunity to make some money on BetMGM that way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, we're going to get into to what Bobby Hurley and Jemiah Neal uh, had to say as it relates to ASU basketball here in a second. But first, uh, I want to tell you guys about where you can maybe get some tickets to this ASU Cal game. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way in hell that it's a sellout. There's no Well, shot. even if it is sold out, you can still get them on game time. Yeah, but there's... there's I would, I would bet... I would well, bet I mean, limbs. It's not I would bet going limbs to be sold out. That is not sold it's out. Not. But I'm just saying, like last week, USC was sold out, and you could still get That's tickets true. on game That's time. true. Or if you want to go to a concert, a comedy sure. show, anything, game time is the spot for you guys. Uh, I am giant on going to, to concerts, events, whatever, but I am the worst procrastinator in the world. Uh, but game time what is, is what we doing? absolutely the place to go get your tickets. The prices are amazing. And the cool thing is you can... It has the feature where you buy now, pay later. My, oh my favorite feature of all time. Uh, and a lot of people at home, I imagine that's your favorite feature mm-hmm. as well. It's a future me problem. Snag the tickets without the stress and do it with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. And guys, depending on what you're purchasing, $20 may just get you into your event for free. Honestly. Uh, terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And if you are going, you know, if you're making the trip out to the Cal game, uh, it is an outdoor stadium. It is a day game, noon, and you always, it's always sunny in California, right? Isn't that, isn't they, don't they know for sun over there? Uh, they're known for you're nice f- weather. From California, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was born there. That's a fun fact that I feel like doesn't get brought up enough. That I was born in California? Yeah. Is it a fun fact? Yeah. Uh, what's fun about it? It's not from, from a different place. Yeah, it's yeah. different. My dad's got a fun fact. He was born in Canada. That's a fun fact. As I feel like we have brought that up before, and that also was not talked about enough. <laughs> What's the right amount to talk about? Like more? Okay. Somewhere well, between how much we talk about you being from California and how much we talk about me being from Buffalo. Okay, so I'll work on that. Very much in the middle of that. I'll absolutely work um, on that. Anyways, if you're going out to the game, it's going to be a day game. It's going to be bright out, which means you need just sunnies. Is that's what they call it, right? Down in Australia, sunnies. Um, you need your sunnies. Um, I don't know why. I got so distracted by my Australian slang that I just completely lost the ad read. Um, you do need some good sunglasses, whether you're going to be in California, here in Arizona. The sun's always shining in your face. Um, the best sunglasses are from our family over at Shady Rays. Um, not only because, you know, they're, they're nice. They're resilient as hell. Um, which, honestly, now that I like, now that I think about it, they're they're... They're like guarantee that they have, or if you break or lose your pair, they're going to replace them for free. No questions asked. It makes sense because they, they're not really breaking that often. They're, That's fair. They're pretty sturdy. I got my, my shady rays in there. Yeah. I was I rock them every day. I rock them on the show. 
even does. without the sun. Just quite because. often. Just because. Quite often. Um, and you can too. Because exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated 50 stars. Or Whoa. Rated five, <laughs> rated five stars rated by over two stars. Hey, I mean, if I could rate That's it fifty stars, stars I would rate it fifty stars. But it's rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, I know we, we <laughs> talked about we're gonna get into Bobby Hurley in a second, but something just came across my Twitter feed as oh, no. it relates to ASU. Uh, Torque just hit a bomb, and it is his thirtieth of the season. Oh wow, I did not realize that Spencer Torkelson was raking like that. Yeah. Go the, off, The Torque. last three homegrown Detroit Tigers to hit 30 home runs. Torque is the only one to do it in like the last 10-plus yeah, years. Curtis Granderson, and who's the other one? Bobby Higginson, who, who did it in 2000. That's crazy. Torque is just that guy. Torque is that guy. It's awesome to see another ASU baseball player kind of keeping the tradition of ASU baseball being great uh, in the league. But I know there are a lot of people here ready to talk ASU basketball. We touched on the roster uh, a lot yesterday. Bobby Hurley, Jemiah Neal, Frankie Collins all speaking to the media. Practice was open for a little bit. Uh, and, and I guess media got a chance to to look at this roster and really see what it's going to be capable of. I think it all starts with obviously Bobby Hurley being the head of the snake here. Um, and, Fresh off an extension. Yeah. And I think Bobby Hurley's teams obviously play with a different level of intensity and, and grit. I feel like they're just scrappy. They're scrappy teams at all times. It doesn't matter what year. Uh, you look up a Bobby Hurley team and you're going to see a bunch of guys that are, they all play the same style of basketball. They're all running up and down the court. They're fast paced. Um, and, you know, we're doing this at all times on the sideline, on the baseline, getting ready to go. Uh, but I think the end of last season was definitely a tough blow for ASU fans. Getting that first big win in the NCAA tournament and then obviously kind of letting it slip away um, to TCU uh, in the tournament. So that so that was rough. But Bobby Hurley was asked yesterday uh, just in terms of what the outlook of this season is really is and what, I guess, the motivation for them is going to be. And this is what he had to say. I just, you're never satisfied and that's you're never content with anything you're doing. You know, we had a great season last year. How do we take further steps and, and get better? And, uh, you know, going to the NCAA tournament's great, you know, and, and it's very difficult. And I think last year I might have talked about all the blue chip programs that they weren't even good enough to make it to the NCAA tournament. So uh, you have to take pride in that, but at the same time, you know, we want to try and, and compete for championships and win games in the NCAA tournament. And do more, and that's uh, so that's kind of the goal for us. I mean, yeah, the goal is to win games in the tournament. Like, yeah, I, 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 and that's why, like, it's funny because I think there are a lot of people who are disappointed with how last season ended. But like, I don't look at it like that at all. Like, I'm just like, they made the tournament last year, dog. Like, I, I didn't necessarily go into that season expecting it. Um, and so, like, I. I just think it's something to build off of. Like, I think this team is going to be better than they were last year, maybe. And last year, they were pretty damn good. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the expectation, the goal is definitely just not just make the tournament, not just win a play-in game, but, you know, enter in the round of 64 and then win a couple of games yeah. and make some noise. Like, yeah, that's that's the next step for sure. I will get to JJ's comment here in a second, but I think to your point and to Bobby's point, right, where, like, I think a lot of ASU basketball fans, where they're at now, and where they've been in the past is okay. Let's make it to the tournament. Mm -hmm. That's not what this. That's not what that quote. That's not what the team's mentality is. They don't want to just get to the tournament. Like 
obviously that's a big step, but you want to win games. Yeah, you want to make noise. You know, there's you don't get a, a trophy for showing up, right? <sighs> like you want to get to the tournament and you want to do it in, in such a dominant fashion to where you don't have to play in the first four. You don't have to go to fucking Dayton, Ohio anymore to where you have your spot solidified when Selection Sunday comes and your fans are like, okay, how deep are we going to go? Yeah. It's not of, are we going to win one? And I mean, look, they're hosting the national championship this year. Yeah, final like, four. It, it, it is. It, and I'm, again, I don't want to make this sound like they're going to make the national championship. Um, That'd be pretty fun. But like, sweet, you, like, that is going to be, I think, an extra internal motivation for them. Like, obviously, the goal is always a national championship. But if you could do that at home, like in Phoenix, that would that'd be that would go crazy. That'd, that'd be, be hard. electric. Um, and so, like, I think that is going to be they're going to have that, you know, that that logo posted up somewhere and it's going to have it's going to say Phoenix on it. And it's going to be it's going to like they're going to want it. They're going to want that. I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, like I, the goal is definitely is it, like turn it to make just make it a tournament is not going to be good enough this year. You got to no. make you got to make noise. You got to give fans a reason to to want to watch this season. Uh, JJ in the chat, no national media has us doing anything. So my question is, is this still a make or break year for Hurley? Sean? Uh, no. I mean, like, there's a, obviously a floor that he can't go through. Like, if he if it's, you know, if they go winless in conference play, it's not like his job's that secure. Um, but, like... If they go winless in conference play, he's fired. Yeah, obviously. But, like... I don't think it's a make or break. Like I think if if you know if they make the tournament and don't win a game or they just barely miss out on the tournament, like I don't think he's getting fired. I don't think I, I don't think so. So um, I don't think it's a make or break in that regard. But like it is certainly again the 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 goal has been the bar has been raised. Yeah. So like I think what is considered a success is definitely going to be harder to achieve. But um, I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily call it a make or break year. I wouldn't call it a make or break year. I think it might be a make or break year from fans perspective yeah. of their perception of Bobby Hurley. Like, I think if you make the tournament this year and again, you did go into selection Sunday with the idea of like, we're good this year. We're really solid. Then I think that solidifies Hurley's spot in ASU fans eyes of like, OK, we've got the right guy. I think missing the tournament wouldn't be enough to, to can Hurley this season. Um, at least in my eyes. Yeah. However, with that said, I think with the age of college sports as it is now, we talk obviously a lot about NIL and the transfer portal and success in football is different than success when it comes to collegiate basketball. I think it's quicker to find success in collegiate basketball with the transfer portal than it is collegiate football, just based off of the sheer fact that it's 5v5 versus yeah. 11 on 11 at times, right? So I think with the roster as it stands now, I think ASU has a strong starting five, especially if... if Ace Wolf gets his his waiver cleared. I think that gives him a really deep team specifically. And you got guys with experience in Frankie Collins and, and Adam Miller. You've got guys with superstar potential in my eyes in Jemiah Neal. And you've got obviously uh, a big in Sean Phillips Jr. And then whoever ends up playing the four, whether that be Gaffney, Meeks, whatever. Like, I think this is a roster that is capable of doing a lot of great things. Now to JJ's point, the Pac-12 is pretty deep this year. But I think you see that every year when we get to, to big 12 basketball or whatever of like you can win like 18 19 games and you can find yourself potentially making a, a having a spot in the tournament because of the competition i think this year in the pac 12 especially we touched on it yesterday of it's the last year in the pac 12 mm -hmm. nobody wants to be at the bottom no. everybody wants to be at the top more so now than ever regardless if they tell you that or not if you ask bobby hurley hey it's the last year of the pac 12 
Uh, does that do anything for you? Does that, you know, maybe inspire you and the team a little bit more to, to finish on top? They're going to say no. Every coach yeah. in the in the conference is going to say no. But if you sit there and you're going to tell me honestly of like, hey, you don't think it'd mean a little extra to you to when the history books are closed on the Pac-12 to be the last team yeah. to win the conference? 100%. Bullshit. No, yeah, no, I... I, I for sure, I think just like the 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 tournament being here, like there's this, it's another layer of this extra little motivation. Like you, yeah, you definitely want to be the ones to say that, like you own the pack at that point. You were the last one. There's the first one to plant the flag, and there's the last yeah. one to plant the flag. You like absolutely you, want to be the last. You can one go to plant out, especially if it's like not USC or UCLA, or really if it's just not UCLA or Arizona. Like if it's somebody else, like it's gonna it's gonna be. Like, because I think by and large, this is this is their conference as far as basketball is concerned, yeah. right? And and so if somebody else can be like, yeah, you can whatever, but we got the last one. Oh yeah, like, it, it, says would, it would be nice. It, it, says would, it would feel it would feel nice. I can't lie. So, um, and if you get to go into this new conference, being like, that's the Pac-12 team to beat, right? Like that's the one. Which I mean, is added pressure. But like, if you go into the Big Twelve with a Pac-12 championship, you're like, okay. Like that's the one you are. You're still a defending champ. You're still like the defending Pac-12 champion. And so now you could, now you could be double champ. Go in, be defending Pac-12 and Big 12 champ. Like that'd be dope. JJ so, said, "How cool. sick would it be if ASU hoops won the pack in its final year?" I'm telling it'd you right sick. now, if ASU basketball won the pack this year, they might not let Arizona fans live this down more oh. so than the 77. <laughs> Yo, I'd be obnoxious about it for because sure. you're going to the you're going to the Big 12 with them. So yeah. at the end of the day, and like, neither of us are winning the Big 12. No, so it would just be like, eh, but yeah, we won the Pac-12. And Arizona would be like, oh, well, we won the Pac-12 this year and this year. What's the last one say? Who's defending Pac-12 yeah, champions? Oh, yeah. That's the, you get to be defending Pac-12 champions forever. 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 Unless Oregon State and Washington State yeah, just They're going to hold on just to screw us. Yeah, they're just going to play 30 times next year, <laughs> back and forth. No, absolutely. I think it's super important. And I, I think we've talked a little bit about the, the capability of this roster. And obviously, the returners are slim with Alonzo Gaffney, Frankie Collins, and then Jemiah Neal. But... I think all three of those guys bring a, a unique, um, a unique skill set back to this roster. And I look at a guy in Jemiah who's really grown. It feels like game over game, year over year, series over series. I think this is really the year that he can make the leap to be one of the best players in the yeah. Pac-12. I think he's absolutely capable of it. Uh, and Jemiah Neal, he really was a big part of this team's um, postseason run, whether it be in the Pac-12 tournament or for for their two games in the NCAA tournament. Like he was a big part of the reason why they were in those games and won those games. Um, and Jemiah was asked yesterday just about what he's grown on and specifically tried to focus on this off season. This is what he had to say. Um, just trying to be more consistent all around, you know, being more consistent. Um, last two years, my, my shooting numbers haven't been as consistent as I've been one of them. So just trying to be a consistent shooter, trying to be a consistent teammate, consistent player, um, consistent defender, just consistency, really just working on my whole game. Yeah, I think in terms of Jemiah's game, I think consistency yeah, that's is the, the big that thing. Is the, the, the biggest thing for sure. For like sure. it's we've seen him in spurts. Yeah, if you can, if if Jemiah can just find a way to unlock that level of consistency to where like. I, I know he's a guy, the kind of guy that goes from six points to 20 points yeah. to, to 15 points to 12 points. Like if he can find his a comfortable spot at like 14 points a game, I think he will be a a huge piece to why this ASU basketball team in theory should have a top four seed yeah. in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. I mean, Jamaya is, is, I think is huge um, for a, a lot of reasons. I mean, right. There's a guy who 
we weren't sure it was going to come back. Yeah. And then chose to come back. Um, and so it, 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 I think kind of implies that there's a, the, a plan to, to, uh, that he's going to be obviously a big part of this team. Right. Um, and yeah, we saw we saw it in the Pac-12 tournament last year at a point. Like he is capable of going insane. I think there is a, a high, uh, there's a good chance that you know we look up at some point in the season and Pac-12 fans are being like, "Where did this kid transfer from?" Yeah. And it's like, "No, he's been here. He's been a part of this conference." Um, I think he's going to be one of the conference's breakout players because yeah, I think he 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 has the talent in in bunches. I mean, Shane and I were banging this drum before last season. About yeah, how we thought yeah. Jemai was going to be the big player for for ASU last season, um, and obviously it didn't necessarily end up playing that way. But I think now he's going to have obviously a much bigger opportunity with this team. If he, yeah, if the consistency is the big thing. If he can figure that out, <laughs> he, he's he, he's going to be a problem for the pack. Uh, I don't normally read Wildcat fans' comments, but this one just is funny. Uh, if if it butts were squirrels and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Keep dreaming, fellas. That's the first time I've ever heard that. That's fucking that's I am awesome. keep dreaming. I was dreaming last year. Like, listen, yeah, they're the best team in the conference. I'm not gonna sit here and lie about that. Yeah. They're, they you they have nothing to gain. If they win the pack, it's like cool. Also, Donald's they won the from pack. Mike Luke show. Yeah, I know. Don't do that to Mike. <laughs> Don't do that to Mike. Hey, look. We we appreciate everybody in the chat coming in, whether you're a Wildcat fan, an ASU fan, hey, diehards, diehards, diehards can be fighting diehards. You're all family. Kumbaya. You're all family, whether some of you are stepbrothers or not. It doesn't really matter. Okay? Weird uncles. Regardless, weird uncles. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mike Luke's the the weird uncle for sure. Don't do that to Mike. He's not. Is he not I bearded? Mean, Mike Luke. May, maybe him and his Del Taco obsession. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> be like, where's Uncle Mike? He's oh, he's at, at Del Taco. He's again. at Del Taco again for the fourth time this week. Be like, it's Tuesday. Be like, hey, yeah. Well, you know where he Uncle gets Mike you Del is. Del Taco gift cards for every holiday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, look, JJ brings up, do you think Jemiah Neal is the glue guy heading into this season? And I think he might be. I think if it's not him, it's obviously Frankie Collins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think Frankie is. Frankie's a point guard. He's, I think, going to be like the vocal leader of this team. And I think last year we we saw, whether there was any statistical correlation to it, it felt like the team was worse when Frankie was the one scoring. Yes. That can't be the case this yes. year. Frankie needs to find a way to be able to facilitate and also find a role in the offense from a scoring perspective. I think if he's capable of doing that, I think that is probably the biggest part, uh, aside from Jemiah building confidence, that I want to see going into next season. I want to see Frankie really take the training wheels off and be a point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Frankie quite clearly needs to make, I think, a, a, a somewhat sizable leap in his game from last year. I mean, he was good, but there were obviously, like you, like we, you kind of alluded to, holes in his game, right? Um, not a great scorer, really. He was great at getting to the basket, not great at finishing. Um, so, I mean, for him, too, if he can find more consistency and find a way to to produce offensively while not hindering the rest of the team which yeah. again i don't want to, like you said it, it just kind of felt that way there's yeah. no real statistical proof that that was the case or anything like that so i don't want to necessarily put that on him but um it did feel like at times like like you said when he was the one that was when he was being ball dominant in that sense when he was the the, the source of the offense the rest of the team wasn't playing that well um so yeah i there definitely needs to, he needs to find that balance on consistency in his own right and then yeah i think it's going to be he he is the one that i view as the glue guy um I think he is, he is going to be the the leader of this team. I mean, it's it's like the quarterback. It's kind of what the point guard's supposed to be. 
um, especially at a school like this. At yeah, Columbia. with Bobby Hurley. With Bobby Hurley, coach. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Donald, uh, in the chat, okay, okay. I was wrong for the Mike Slander. was on Club 4. We appreciate you, Donald. And Zona, <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you as, all. I appreciate well, Donald because he's a shooter. He is a shooter. He, he takes comes shots for us. For us. He, he takes uses, shots for yeah, us. Yeah, he's not going to let nothing fly. Donald's on the front lines for us. That's absolutely how it works. Um, back to Jemiah, and we talked earlier about the transfers on this yeah. team, and year over year, it looks like that's really just what college basketball is slowly turning into. You get a few guys coming back um, year after year, but for the most part, it looks like a new roster um, almost every single season, specifically as it gets to to Arizona State and Bobby Hurley squads. It's felt like there's just been so much turnover mm-hmm. uh, over the last few years. So Jemiah was asked yesterday just kind of what this team looks like pretty much this is what he had to say um i think this year's team's going to be scrappy i think we're going to be fast we got a lot of fast quick guys i think we're going to get after it our defense um as usual we got a lot of guys that can shoot the ball um i think we're going to be able to score the ball really well this year and i think we should be able to defend really well so i'm looking forward to see how uh coach puts up the schemes offensively and defensively you said it while we were in the in in the break there i got but excited it, i forgot how good defensively they were so good defensively was. like they were great defensively yeah. last year like one of the best defensively last year and the fact that that specifically is what sticks sticks out sticks out about this team to Jeremiah is very exciting uh because they were like they could compete they compete they beat Arizona like they competed against God, anybody in the country so good they competed against anybody in the country that because of their beater, defense. are you kidding me yep. that was I was standing out there in the the quote-unquote spot for the D-backs game and I don't know what it was but it just took me back to when you me and Shane and Damon were here and Mm. like we were Mm. like the game's over like Mm. realistic game's over inbound pass to Dez pulls it up at half court and it was it felt I know there was four of us in here but it was dead silent yeah dead silent it goes through and on oh, the fucking on cue, we lost oh, our awesome. mind running up and oh, down. Awesome. I can't wait for basketball to be back. Oh my Ooh, goodness, yeah. that was um, good. Yeah, God. yeah, but the defense was really good last year, man. <laughs> <laughs> and if Jeremiah and and if Jeremiah, if that's what points out or it was six out to him, that's exciting. JJ making a good point that the offense was hard to watch yeah. at points last year, and that's certainly like certainly an, a concern going into this year too. But I think again, since there is so much turnover, you can just. Like it's kind of hard for it to get worse than it was last year. So you can kind of just hope that this new cast of characters, um, I think JJ brought it up to like Jemiah coming into the season healthy because that wasn't the case last JJ's year. JJ's an ASU basketball sicko. He is. He doesn't. He, I, he was just, he was here at the beginning when we were talking about football, but it wasn't until basketball was mentioned that he showed up. In yeah. The no, JJ is the, he's the, what's it called? I think the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's just sitting back in his chair and then like it's the, where he, Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. no, that's exactly what it's immediately when we start talking basketball, that's where JJ sits up in his chair. He's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But yeah, look, ASU basketball is gonna be something that we're gonna be talking about really from this point forward with ASU football. So our shows are gonna be jam-packed. Oh, oh no, Donald is found the, the Donald's flaw. Oh, it's okay. UNC Everybody's got a few flaws. Fan. Look, I'm not gonna judge you on the worst thing about Listen, you. Listen, I will know. It's that nice <laughs> to know because I will be talking big shit about ACC basketball this year in in that case, because um, I'm a Syracuse guy, obviously, and UNC was tragic last year. You let them know, man. You I'm let just, them know. I'm just stating facts. It's okay. Look, we can all bond over the fact that we're all, all in love. I'm in love with Circle K. I'm in love. I just want to let everybody know. 
um, <laughs> with America's Thirst Shop. Okay. What? Well, uh, on cue, AZ Wildcat. Mike Luke talks about Del Taco gambling responsibly. OG's gummies, U of A, Circle K, pizza, and bars. Like it or not, you all have ninety percent in common with them. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. No, look, <laughs> me and Mike Luke hilarious. have a love for Circle K, as as does everybody here uh, at PHNX. It's America's Gotta Thirst Shop. Pay the shop. bills. They've got. Phenomenal deals on snacks, on energy drinks, on Gatorade Zero, my personal favorite. Uh, and they got a new free membership program, guys, where you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and get every six free in a selection of Circle K products, whether that is pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, or anything else that Mike Luke loves at Circle K. Yeah. Uh, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And guys, it really is super, super easy to sign up. Yeah. Like it's it's literally takes a one minute time. It, it is true. Um another thing that Mike Lou loves to talk about is the four peaks. And I'm not talking about Umar Balo. I'm talking about the beer. Uh the best beer in Arizona as a matter of fact. Um we love our friends, our family over at Four Peaks. And again, not talking about Umar Balo and company. Um, that's just for AZ Wildcat fan. Um, but it is, again, <laughs> you know. Those. I, dude, I might have to go get a Del Taco I might have to too. Down with some Four I Peaks. might have to too. Mm. That's a partnership that, you know, we just, it needs to happen. Oh gosh, it does. But the partnership that already has happened. That's true. PHNX Four Peaks. Um, because Four Peaks is amazing. They got, on top of great beer, right? You know, Kilt Lifter, great fall beer. Pumpkin Porter, the best fall beer. Pumpkin Porter Cheesecake at their A Street Pub. Um, it's a vibe over there. If you haven't been to the A Street Pub, do it. And also visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to visit all of your favorite brewery tours and events. They've got Steinholing, Oktoberfest, Haunted Brewery Tours, all right around the corner. You can check out at Fort Peaks Brew or at Fort Peaks at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks please drink responsibly drink responsibly. jose 14 likes dot 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 i'm pissed i'm pissed too i'm mad as hell too look do bobby hurley is solid it's basketball give season him, leave us a like some likes give him some likes whoa i'm not saying it's fully basketball season well it's not but i mean we it's talked about ball season because football ball, basketball sports season sports season and volleyball season it's sun devil season 365 did you days. know sean Oh, yeah, I knew. That ASU volleyball. Is there, a wagon? There are more than a wagon. They are. What's what's more than a wagon? Uh, They're a tank. Uh, Yeah, sure. They're a, a caravan of wagons. Ooh. They're an air balloon of wagons. What? That does not. That's not a thing. That doesn't make that. sense. You don't know that. What do what you is, mean it doesn't make sense? Explain to me what an air balloon of wagons is. You know what an air balloon is? Yes. You know what a wagon is? Yes. Okay. So put wagons in an air balloon. You have an air balloon of wagons. So it's a... It's... An air balloon that's carrying wagons. Yes, it's on the rise in the sky. Okay, I'll let you have it. Yeah, thank I'll you. Let you have I it. appreciate that. Guys, Arizona State women's volleyball is number 25 in the nation. Thanks to on Volleyball's rankings. They have not lost the season. They are 14-0. and 0. And just Including you know, for, an ass kicking. There you go. For all the Wildcat fans in the chat, they beat your ass. At Mullet. Oh, it was a sold-out crowd at Mullet. It was absolutely awesome. And this this is a team that, if you look at D1 Volleyball's rankings, I want to say they are like one of four teams that are actually still undefeated. Mm. Like, this is a team um, that truly has super, super high aspirations. They did not come out of nowhere. Um, they're a legit threat. And I think when we get to, obviously, the rest of conference play in the Pac-12, because we know how good the Pac-12 is, just in terms of uh, these Olympic sports... I think you're going to see this team potentially win the conference. 
um and that would be just absolutely huge for well yeah i mean it, it'll be really cool to see them play even more um like high stakes matches yeah. and stuff like that at mullet specifically because i mean we know mullet is just you could put turtle races in mullet and it'd be an electric atmosphere um and and so for like to have asu volleyball playing there with some some like high leverage uh some games like that would be that would be awesome oh yeah because you know sun double fans show out like they did they did against u of a um and i think asu fans are just so are desperate for a winner man and they're giving you a winner and i i that's been one of my chief complaints about asu fans in general right is all these people talking about how asu athletics are they're sad whatever they want ray fired you're just looking in the wrong places man like volleyball is doing their thing right soccer when soccer was good last year Obviously, we talk, yeah, lacrosse. We talk about our our, our triathlon program all the time. Like, you're just looking in the wrong places, dog. So, shout out ASU Volleyball. Go get some tickets. Absolutely. I'm looking at game time right now. I don't see a single ticket more than $20 uh, for any game that they have in conference play going through November. Um, You can go watch USC at ASU for Mm. $11. Mm. And it's a ranked team. And also, if you haven't watched volleyball before. It's electric. Electric. I feel like we've talked about this off air. Like, you like betting on volleyball oh it's it's one of my favorite sports to bet on yeah uh, and for some of the ogs our good friend aaron slindy uh former part-time producer here d1 volleyball legend at west virginia um i which is one of the re- many reasons i love her because i love talking shit about west virginia to her um but west virginia um volleyball is electric man it is so check it out go check it out oh yeah i forgot how did i mention swimming yeah another dominant program like literally like, probably the most dominant like, what, like, what, they have the, like best the best athlete out of any of the teams here yeah in leon marchand yeah, like yeah. i mean leon marchand is might be the best athlete in the world best athlete in the world he's definitely best at asu best he's, in arizona i mean he's about to be winning medals in the olympics dog trust and i mean that puts you up in that conversation <laughs> like just, you're, you're, just you're, saying. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We started with football, and we're going to end with football. We've got some Pac-12 power rankings. Last week was obviously oh, yeah. a shit show in the conference. Uh, Sean, let's go ahead and start with your Pac-12 power rankings. A lot of movement this week. A lot. I There's a few things on here that could be interpreted as disrespectful, so I need to address. First off, Oregon being over Washington. I mean, maybe this is a tip of the hat to our friends over at Colorado, and they're just like, but... I, I already see a mistake I made on this graphic. I suck. Um, every, week. every week, dog. What was the uh, mistake? I, I have Colorado last week being seven and also dropping one. I I don't know. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> Oregon. Uh, I, Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman, I think. Um, I, I just think this this offense is so dominant. And the fact that the defense was able to hold what I think is a is a respectable Colorado offense, a great quarterback at Shadur Sanders, albeit without Travis Hunter. Um, the fact that they were able to hold that offense to six points, I believe, right? Like, that's just yeah. impressive to me. I think Oregon is the best team in this conference. I, I still I, I want to see Washington play some of these, these really difficult teams uh, before I give them that crown. Obviously, I dropped USC because of their lackluster performance against ASU. Uh, Wazoo, big movers. Obviously, beating a team that I've been very high on in Oregon State um, in a banger. I think it was 38-35 in the end. Um, I, I just... They're clearly a good team. They they put up points on a good Oregon State defense. Um, Oregon State, I drop one. Utah, I drop one too. Listen, seventeen a set a 14-7 win over UCLA does not do anything for me. In fact, it kind of hurts you. Like I it doesn't, I don't like, I'm not 
feeling good about Utah yet. I need to see them with Cam Rising and them beat real teams in like real fashion. Otherwise, I'm not feeling really good about it. Um, Colorado down to seven. I believe they were six last week. Dropped them down one to seven. Um, I just Travis Hunter. I think is a big loss, and they're playing the team I think is the best in the conference. So I don't want to penalize them too much. UCLA. I leave at eight. Um, I don't know. You can make whatever you want out of that fourteen to seven game. Cal. I put over Arizona, and this is where I think people can view this as disrespectful. Cal lost uh, Arizona, by a lot. By a lot. Arizona won. Uh, but barely winning to Stanford is not much of a win. A. B, this is directly related to the fact that I don't know what's going on at quarterback. You're either going to have to play Noah Fafita, which I think is the right choice, um, but is their backup, or you stick with Jaden Delora, who is just not good. Which is the right choice for ASU fans. Yes, um, which I think obviously he's the incumbent, so there's a chance of that happening. If that happens, Arizona is not going to win a lot of games. Um so there's that, but I'm not that big of a hater that I'm going to put them below Arizona State because Arizona State, I do think, is a good team, but they, they need to prove it to me before. they got to win a game before I start moving them around in my rankings. And then Stanford, you almost did the damn thing, and if you had done the damn thing, you wouldn't be in the spot. Arizona would be last in the conference because if you lose to Stanford, you're last in the conference, but they couldn't pull through, so Stanford stays at the bottom. They almost had it. They almost, they almost had it. Let's see what my Pac-12 power rankings look like. It's another, same as yours, uh, a lot of movement. I do think Washington is the best team in this yeah, conference. Yeah, and I can't fight you too hard on I that. I think there's an argument for Bo Nix and Oregon to be number one. It's also, just want to say, Bo Nix is going to look absolutely horrible in a Las Vegas Raiders uniform um, at some point because that is bound to happen. I don't know why. I just, wow. feel, it. I just feel it. I just feel it. Bo Nix, you are a Las Vegas uh, He's going to look so good in it, too, is the problem. I know. I don't want him to be in it. He's going to look so good in it. The Raiders, everyone looks going to be Raiders uniform. It's like the best uniform in football. I don't want him there at all. Outside of yours, guys. Just... Yeah. yeah. Michael Penix in... in that offense at Washington is just an absolute juggernaut right now. Um, they have a, an equivalent offense as USC, but they have a defense to go along with it. That's why they're number one. I love Oregon. Uh, I, I think their win over Colorado solidified their spot as a top three team, and in this case, a top two team in this conference. I think Oregon, out of these three teams that I have at one, two, and three, is really a sleeper to be in the in the CFP, but yeah. I think they are certainly a, a capable uh, team. I mean, I think we're on a collision course for... I mean, I think there's a chance that this conference can have two teams in the college football playoff. It's going to be a tough sell. It is going to be a tough sell because it's the pack, but I don't think there's a lot of other teams in the around the country really being all that convincing in there. Like, Ohio State's not being... Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think... Whichever one of those teams ends up being undefeated, because I think one of them will, will be representing this. Yeah, team. no, I agree. I agree. I don't think the pack gets out of the, the CFP this year. Um, I think you're definitely going to have one of those three teams. And I got USC at three. Look, I know Caleb Williams and that offense did some things as they've done all season long, but that defense really looks abysmal. That's a liability. And their defensive coordinator should not last um, into next season. He needs to be fired immediately because <laughs> uh, he is not good at his job by any means. Uh, Utah at four. I do have them moving up. Well, I, I, hold on. Remember, USC is going, well, maybe for that exact reason, actually. USC is going to the Big Ten next year. I'm interested to see how they recruit. They need a DC. They yeah. need a DC for sure. Hey, Donnie Henderson's looking for a job. <laughs> USC. You said they needed a defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, it couldn't be any worse than what they got right now. Um, but yeah, Utah does move up a spot. I, I understand Sean's argument with that 14-7 win over UCLA not being great, but UCLA was a top 25 team at the time, uh, and, and I can't fault Utah for for winning that game without their starting quarterback. I think that's impressive, and it just, just goes yeah. to show uh, what that Utah defense is capable of and Kyle Whittingham continues to be one of the most underrated coaches 
in the nation. I really love yeah. what he's doing. Also love Wazoo. My goodness, they get to move up just because they... Dogs. They, it should have been a wider margin in their win against Oregon State. I know it felt like there was maybe some garbage time comeback uh, points from the Beavs. Stop. Like, Stop I, disrespecting. I, they lost by three points. There's no situation in which you only lose by three points, and that ends up being garbage time points. Like, neither here nor there. Cam it, is, Ward, it is right here. Cam Ward is that guy. Cam Ward, Cam Ward is, is that guy. Awesome to watch, and, and I'm I'm really impressed at his growth so far this season, and I think... They have a chance to, to really play spoiler because I don't think there's a lot of people that have them as a top four team yeah, in this conference. I agree, and they yeah. have potential to, to really I mean, finish the season strong. Realistically, it's not even a disrespect to Wazoo. You just look at how deep this conference no, is yeah. and how much love Colorado was getting. Like They were the sixth, seventh team in this conference, and now we both have them top five, and I don't think you can argue that they they belong no, there. No, right? not even and, a little bit. They, and I have them above Utah. I have them top four. Yeah. And I fuck if this offense performs like that, there's no reason they can't be a team like USC. So oh, yeah. they could be top three in this conference. And then we're and then, yeah. I mean they are they were the they are the surprise of this conference for sure. Oregon State at six, Colorado at seven. Colorado, uh, I was gonna drop them more, but then you look at the other teams below them, and you can't really justify it. Although I think Colorado was sent back to earth after their otherworldly yeah. start to the season. Uh, I think they needed to to get put in place and they got their check with Bo Nix in Oregon and Dan Lanning. And I absolutely loved Dan Lanning's pregame speech. It was hard. It was amazing. I just, I'm at a point now where I think the if Cinderella story no, ends uh, here, man, if you're taking sides in this, you're just kind of a loser either way. Like I'm taking sides. I know you are, but like everyone, like the people, like so many of the people, and I'm not putting you in this group, but so many of the people that are hating on Colorado are hating on them for the wrong reasons. And then there's so many people that are defending Colorado. Like, like, why do you care? Like, you're at, uh, grow up. It's, the, it's fun, whatever. It's fun. It is fun. Arizona at eight. They almost lost to Stanford. That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> UCLA is number nine because of their loss to Utah. Arizona State you, at 10. You put a team that lost to that. What? UCLA should be above Arizona. That's all. That's That's all. I mean, they UCLA. I can't fault Arizona for winning. They won. They you won the game. You can fault them they for won. winning. They won the game. You could fault them for winning. A win's a win. Eh. Is it not? Not really. It is. Not it is. really. It is. There's no, no W with an asterisk. No, next this to isn't it. the NFL. That's not how this You're works. Right. This isn't the NFL. These are Totri's Pac-12 power Yeah, but because if it's, if we were just this would just be the standings if we were just if a win's a win. That's not how this works. And like you got to put you got to. That was a bad performance, and they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. Like, and UCLA scored seven points against Utah, who you have the fourth team in the country, and they held that team to fourteen points too. Arizona State at ten, they move up a spot, even though they lost, just because of how well that offense looked uh, against Caleb Williams and uh, that. I mean, the USC defense, but the defense did look well um, against Caleb Williams and the Lincoln Riley offense. Yeah. I thought the the defense played. Way better than I initially expected them mm -hmm. to against Caleb Williams. Uh, Cal drops a spot because they got their ass beat by Washington uh, and Stanford. You, you know, you're just there. Yeah. You're the bottom, the bottom yeah. of the tree. The but as AZ Wildcat fan is making it in the chat, and you know it's not biased because coming from a Wildcat fan, that U of A, U of A was losing that game if JDL stayed in. Yeah, they were going to lose that game, and that's my concern and why I I, I dropped them because, like, I. I, I think that JDL is going to end up keeping that job at least for making like maybe another week um, as long as he's healthy. I'm not really sure what his status is there, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel good about that team dog. 
Well, it's a good thing we don't have to talk about him. Donald in the chat, I've agreed with Tordy. God damn it, Donald. You know me, Donald. You're in this show every fucking day, and you can't get my name spelled right any time. Zero. Zero times. Zero times, Donald. I'm going to just start spelling your well, name Maybe right, he does it on purpose. I don't think he does. Tordy? Because t- Shane called you Tordy. Did he? Was, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Donald. I just... I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I agree with 40 <laughs> a lot today, especially CU Slander, but power ranking C minus. Look, man, I'll take it. Not the first time I got a C minus in my life. Um, that's going to do it for today's show. Wait, what, is my, what is my grade on the power rankings? That's a good question. That's what I want to know. Okay. Well, Donald gives seconds. you a, well, Donald agrees or uh, gives you a grade. Um, I'm going to go ahead, close out the show. Okay. Because cool. we've, it's been a busy show. We've had a lot going on. One of our longer shows. Yeah. There is. I completely forgot about the power rankings until you brought them up. I was like, "Oh shit, we still gotta, we're still going." Yeah, we went over an hour today. First time we, we've done that. Well, that's because we're time. starting to get into the the planets are starting to align. We're starting to get into the basketball football overlap and volleyball. You know, when volleyball is kicking ass, you got to give them their love. Shout out so. softball. They had their fall game yesterday. Mm. So it's all of the things are starting to happen. Let's go eat shit, Totri. Yeah, I gotta be. There you go. Congratulations. Oh, Ryan, y'all almost lost to Southern Utah. Y'all almost lost cool. to fucking and I Stanford. That's why I have ASU at the bottom of the conference still. I don't, I'm not really sure what your point is there, Orion. Look, at just sometimes you got think before you talk. Look, if, if you enjoyed the oh, content. Oh, it's only a B because of my fucking graphic errors, too. I kick your ass. Okay. You know, just, you close the show. If you enjoyed the content today, make sure you uh, give us a like, subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you never miss when we go live. Do it. Give us Bobby Hurley's. He's begging for it. Leave us a like. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils for all of our great basketball, football, volleyball, softball, swimming content. Uh, best ASU content you're going to find right there at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Uh, if you're listening on audio, leave us a five-star review. In the words of Omani Jones, you leave us a four-star review. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow Yeah, at 2. Uh, hopefully, barring anything going wrong. Um, but as always, you can follow him on Twitter at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore to pause doing the outro as always. And we will see you again tomorrow. But until then, peace.